KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, lunchtime. Good afternoon. Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Schleider Painting and Gutter Works. We are here for one more hour. Stay tuned. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we've got Retire Ready. Right now, it is Home Improvement All About You. Phone lines just for you, for you, with you. 314-436-7900. Toll free, 800-925-1120. We had a phone call uh, at the end of last hour. Tommy, uh, I I uh, regret having to cut you off there. Uh, you had problems with the diverter. There is a diverter handle. Uh, sometimes if they don't... Um, take the guts out of the handle when they're putting a diverter handle and they solder it in place if they don't pull the rubber pieces and plastic pieces out when they solder in that faucet body they actually can cook up brand new uh, gutter or, or faucet body works so uh, make sure that uh, you get that properly done um, but I think you've got a problem with either the diverter button on the tub spout uh, those things aren't very high quality and sometimes you can you you can go through two or three of those before you get one that really seals so Tommy I'd stay with it on that but likewise make sure they're pulling the faucet body out of that diverter or valve when they uh, solder up the pipes because if they replace it and they leave all the guts in it and they just cook it up right there in place they'll just melt all those pieces inside and they will not seal again uh, so anyway good luck with that before Tommy was Susan Susan had an electrical issue taking a little bit issue with Amarin uh, connecting up a proper uh, amperage to her new electrical service uh, please um, uh, Susan I hope you've called Talk to Zach now. Uh, Alex is off for lunch here. We have Zach in the producer's seat. Thank you, Zach, and thank you, Alex, for keeping me wired in to all of our callers here. And then the Ameren person will call later. If not, Susan was a Mosby, very happy Mosby customer. I'll figure this out when I get to the office on Monday. Uh, we have phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Let's get right to my friend Cheryl here. Cheryl, well. Welcome to CAMWEX. Thank you for joining us for lunch. How can I help you? Thank you, Scott, for your program. Um, We have a stucco home, and then around the windows and a few other decorative areas, they put drive it in, Mm -hmm. and we're having such a problem with the woodpeckers, and they peck the hole, and then all the other birds come in and make the holes huge. I didn't know if there's anything we could do to get rid of these woodpeckers or uh woodpeckers are tough uh, they are like squirrels once they find a place they keep coming back uh the way to think through this cheryl is a predator uh some of those woodpeckers you know the big pelated wood you know they're protected species you can't you know right. do anything with them but you can still scare them uh, quite substantially with an owl or a hawk Um, a snake. I've even been to a home, one of my most interesting visits. Um, I was, I I went to see someone and they lived up above the Merrimack River down in the Valley Park area. And I was at the door and it was out in the middle of the woods. I mean, way out in the woods to where woodpeckers would rule the roost, literally. 
and I was hearing this hawk sound. He had wired the outside of his home with little speakers underneath the overhangs to where he had a CD that played this recording and he had a wood uh, cedar home. And I said, well, you know, so I went in and we talked for a moment. I said, what, what is that? That's pretty clever. And he was an IT guy, so he just wired this thing up. And that was the only way he could get the woodpeckers was make a sound. And then he had to change the sound. So it went from an owl to a hawk to a different species of hawk. Uh, but anyway, the point is, Whatever a predator is for that critter, in your case, a woodpecker, um, wherever those places are, I would post, um, you know, an owl or a hawk or something like that. You have to move them around because Mother Nature is pretty smart at that. If you have a plastic owl and he doesn't move in a year and a half, they just come back, peck the holes in, and go at it again. So, uh, Well, I'll try that. We've tried the owl and we've tried the snakes, mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know, maybe we'll do the you know, this sound thing, maybe that'll work because yeah, I mean, they are destructive. <laughs> well, if you've got the drive it, the foam, it is so easy um, to penetrate that. It is a really good surface, and it's great for insulation and all that. But, you know, poking a hole in that foam on the exterior is not difficult. So, you know, it's got a little quarter-inch thickness of plaster, and then, then it's into that foam. So Right. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, once uh, you could call, uh, you know, somebody like a, uh, you know, maybe a, you know, a, a Holpers or a, uh, you know, a Rottler to come out and help. Sometimes they have a little bit more uh, experience on what to do with those. Okay, well, sounds good, and thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, you really have to stay on top of the drive it material, so uh, it's worth the investment. Uh, good luck there, Sherry. Right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Cheryl's been waiting for some time. I wanted to get right to her. Uh, drive it, um, EFS, E-I-F-S. Uh, we know that it, that's kind of the generic exterior insulated finish system. Uh, drive it, Stow, S-T-O. Uh, very many things, uh, and it got a bad rap around the you know, the turn of the century, if you will, meaning and that's only, you know, 19 years ago now. So around 2000 in that first years, they started bringing this stuff out because the concept, and it's still the same science concept, if you wrap the outside of your home with an insulation, so exterior insulation, uh, we do this now with siding, we do this with uh, uh, all cladding materials on the outside of the home. At least we do at Mosby. This is one of the biggest uh, differentiators for us is we know what to do with the water but there were some serious problems with that because if you uh, build the building too tight and you don't let it dry out the humidity around this part of the country can be pretty pretty much of a problem uh, so anyway the EFIS the drive it the stove uh, several other brands uh, they then became very uh, knowledgeable on how to get rid of the moisture so they have drainage planes serrated you'll see this but you know you notice it if you're talking about um, siding your home uh, certainly with Mosby we will have some sort of a drainage plane built in to that sort of an exterior cladding because every siding especially vinyl leaks. So all exterior cladding systems, whether it's a foam, siding, 
um, veneer brick, veneer stone, even full masonry. The brick masons have an airspace between the wood structure of the house. Um, and when they're full masonry, they actually have weep holes down in those bricks. So that's what this is all about, um, and, and it's important. Uh, anyway, we have phone lines here for you to participate an hour or two till 1 o'clock when we get up to retire ready here on KMOX. 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. I'd like to take the time now and invite you to my place uh, at Mosby Building Arts. We've got a uh, kind of a stuff the truck to benefit uh, three not-for-profits home suite home, Lydia's house, and the women's safe house, and uh, this is not a toy drive. Please, I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but there are three charities here that really uh, need some help from you and I. Tis the season, everybody's doing a toy drive, so we backed off this year. It's like, who really needs the help? How can we help? And we don't really want to do more toys. Let's do something that counts. So home sweet home, pillows, bedding, new bedding, nightstands, kitchen towels, oven mitts, Lydia's house. Uh, this is a, a quiet place where battered women can go to get away uh, and kind of keep it uh, a secret. So any household things, cookie sheets, toasters, bakeware, microwaves, uh, light bulbs, CFL bulbs, kitchen towels, and then the women's safe house, uh, pajamas, sweat clothes, comfortable clothing, especially large and uh, extra large pillows, trash cans, things like that. I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but this is December 7th. Yeah, yep, it's the first Saturday in December at Mosby Building Arts, 645 Leffingwell Avenue. I'll tell you a little bit more about that because uh, these charities need our help. You're part of the community. It's your turn, and it's my turn, and it's our turn to help. 314-436-7900 to bring us together on KMOX, 800-925-1120. I am so pleased to be here on KMOX, and thank you for being part of our family. This is Scott Mosby. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, and I will be right back. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. We are our two home improvement, Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. Phone lines 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's see what's happening with my friend here and talk with John. John, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX, my friend. Good afternoon, Scott. How are you doing? Fantabulous, my friend. Good, good. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a, um instant hot water heater that hangs on the wall. Yeah. Um, I purchased a new house i purchased a second house and um we had it all checked out everything checked out the inspections and everything but the first the first um shower i went ahead and experienced was was hot and um i actually had to turn down the water a little bit because it was a little warm um after that it's either cold or ice cold um i went and i looked at the box i opened it up and there was a little thing at the bottom of it. you turn up the heat or you turn it down um there was a little red it was a little um, little indicator right above that on the outside of the box that was red when I went down there. And I tried to turn it up. The red went away. But the water has never, I wouldn't say never, every once in a while at the furthest point in the kitchen, on the kitchen faucet, it'll it'll let it run a while, and, and quite a while, and it'll get warm, you know, sort of hot. But when you take a shower, it's cold. I can't figure it out. Do I need to replace it? It's probably about 10, 12 years old. Is this an instant hot water heater we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
these things are electronic. They have a circuit board, and the circuit boards 10 years ago weren't quite as uh, solid as they are today. So your instant hot water uh, heater may be okay, but the control circuit, kind of like the uh, computer in your car, it's just like that. So the nuts and bolts and the heating element may all be just fine. You know, the gas jets, whether it's electric or whatever, the point is, is the computer and the sensors can go bad. So just like on a clothes dryer, sometimes there needs to be a sensor of knowing when the dryer's too hot, too cold uh, for setting it for that range. Likewise, with that water heater, uh, it it may be malfunctioning as well. So I think you're ready for a an appliance uh, call. So if you can call that there'll be a website or a toll-free number for the brand of that water heater find out who's approved to and which means trained to work on that brand of instant hot water heater and start there because you're going to need a service call and the type of service call it is is more akin to a furnace heating and cooling tech than it is to a plumber you follow what i mean okay i know yeah i noticed that down there it's in um southern florida or southwest florida there and it's they uh seems to be like they have a lot of the trucks that i see are heating and cooling and plumbing so yes. that's probably a good place to go but yeah. i'm thinking what do you think you think it's even worth working on because they told me it probably you know if i if i purchased one they would install it probably a couple hours in labor well that, um, you know, that's I, the I, issue <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the, you know, 10-year-old furnace, 10-year-old dishwasher, 10-year-old appliance. By the right. time they figure this thing out on the clock, you can have six hours uh, to say, or you get a new one put in for two hours. Uh, frankly, at 10 years, personally, uh, John, I'd get a new uh, water heater, frankly, you know, own your destiny, buy your own quality, because when they, 10 years ago, was kind of on the front end, so the technology wasn't all that rock solid, um, and frankly, the efficiency may not either. So I, I and uh, talk to and look into kind of a hybrid, because 10 years ago, it was just the instant hot. The issue is now, we're putting hybrid water heaters, which is an instant hot with a little bitty tank on it, so when you just wash your hands, you know, that big behemoth water heater doesn't need to fire on you're just using a little bit of water okay so it's good. called a hybrid so be open for uh, a new conversation that's a little different than you know just a straight hybrid or, or not so uh yeah I, I would you know 10 years in before i put good money after that i think i'd invest in my own choice i tend to buy further toward the top of the line and have the consequences of that as well the benefits so yeah that's my advice I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Scott. Okay, John. Good luck, my friend. Good question. All right. For... Good. Have All a right. good. Have a good day. Bye. Roger bye. that. All right. Hey, you know that's kind of cool. All those things, uh, you know, we inherit things. So John bought a house, came with a hot water heater. You know, looks pretty good. Instant hot water heater. You know, could be in Florida, could be here. Likewise, when you get out of state or even out of the county, uh, St. Louis County has a very different water mineral content that comes out of the Mississippi River or the Merrimack or wherever it's drawing according to the water supply. And then you get out in Jefferson County, Warren County, Washington area, and your deep water's in a different water source and you have different minerals. Then you get out of the state, say you go to Florida, Mississippi, down in the south, uh, those water sources have different mineral contents and they may or may not get along with a high-tech appliance, whether it's your dishwasher, clothes washer, instant hot water, or conventional hot water. Uh, anyway, let's see what's happening here. Um, 
Uh, uh, who's been waiting a while? How about Pat? Let's go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? I am trying to replace uh, an old medicine cabinet in uh, a, ba- a house that was built, oh, in the late 1960s. It's recessed. It's about 20, oh, 28 by about 24, and it's recessed about 5 inches. And what I'm finding is there's nothing. And this is horizontal. I cannot find one that is horizontal. I've been looking at having the, and it's with the chrome, which is what I'm trying to replace. And I've been looking into having that sanded down and then painted. But do you have any suggestions? Uh, There are some medicine cabinets that are non-replaceable where we have spent a lot more uh, sanding, painting, and refurbishing as you. So I've walked this path before, uh, Pat. It you may be already on the right track uh, because if you've already checked and you know go to some of the big plumbing supply houses like Crescent. Uh, You're right. Right. You know. But, yeah, they're yeah. It's just not there. And I'm you know I'm beginning. I was just going to put a mirror up, and then I'm losing all that storage space. But that may be my alternative. Yeah, the other thing we've had is we've actually, you know, we make some of our cabinets, so we'll make our own medicine cabinets to match that, uh, trying to get some of these unusual odd duck sizes that were, you know, there in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Right, You right. know, and, and now we're in the mass manufactured uh, world, and if they can't sell a gazillion of them, they won't make them. Uh, I have found that out. Well, thank you very much for your help. Okay, Pat, good luck. Thank you. All righty, bye-bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. So we're going to take a short pause and be back for more right after this on University of KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, we are back together. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. little help from our friends. Uh, next up on the phone, uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Do you have a little bit of wisdom to share? Oh, well, yes, I do, Scott. Uh, I talked to you about a year ago. You had, uh, you had a, uh, somebody ask you about a curbless shower, and I told you about the relief drain. Sure. But anyway, on this tankless water heaters, I, I was a plumber for 34 years. Uh-huh. I retired two years ago. Ha, ha, ha. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't like them. Yeah. I do not like them. They, they still haven't worked all the bugs out of them. And... Every one I've installed, we had complaints about, and it wasn't from the installation error. It was, I don't know, the quality of them. I I just don't like them. I like the original water heater, and, yeah, I don't know. That's just my thought on it. It's kind of like a sports, uh, high-priced sports car. It's fantastic when it runs, but it takes a rocket science mechanic to keep it going. Sometimes. Exactly, and there's not a whole lot of adjustments on it. And then, then you, like you said, you have to get a heating and cooling guy out there. So now you've got two trades involved. <laughs> so your cost is going up. And so, yeah, like I said, I, I don't like them. Yeah. Okay, well, John, if you're listening, Mike says he's uh, put a bunch in and uh, messed with them for years and a little bit fraught with with uh, issues. Michael, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Scott. Maybe one day you'll figure out this retirement thing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we just bought a lake house, so, yeah, I think we figured it out. Oh, yeah, and then your kids will do it, too. You'll be right back at work. I know how this yeah. works, brother. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Scott. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you for your help, sir. 
see Home improvements, Scott Mosby. Sometimes we just get a little help from our friends. Mike, a plumber, many years, been around the block a few times, says they're a little bit high-tech. Uh, therefore, they take kind of high-tech services and a little bit more high-tech maintenance. Next up, let's see what's happening here. Who's been waiting? Let's go to Carrie. Hey, Carrie, Scott Mosby here. Lunchtime, Camwex. How can I help? Hi. Um, so I have a bi-level house with a very small bathroom in the basement area that I'm getting ready to demo myself because I'm going to have it rehabbed. Okay. Next to my bathroom is an in, built-in cabinet where my main water shutoff is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if I have to remove this cabinet for the plumbing to go to the main water shutoff. Uh, not usually. Most of the plumbing for the new bathroom will come off of the pipes that are up in the ceiling or the floor joists above, which is in the ceiling where you are there, uh, in, in my opinion, Carrie. So most of the water comes through that. So right through the side of the house, and then you have the main water shut off, usually three quarters of an inch. And then the pipe goes up to the top, and then it spaghettis out from the top. Um, now, I will tell you that for inspection purposes, um, being able to emergency shut off the electric, emergency shut off the gas, and emergency shut off the water, you're not really supposed to hide those shutoffs inside anything. So uh, you that door at least needs to be removed. Um, for, uh, for for example, a year from now, the dishwasher blows up and it's spewing water and you run downstairs or a guest runs down and they can't find the water shut off because it's hidden. So that's the concept behind that building code of that thing. So, okay. Thank no, you. you don't really have to, but, you know, if it was mine, I'd sure make it easy to find because when there's an emergency going off, you know, I'm asking help from anybody who's capable of helping. So there you go. Totally agree. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck, Carrie. Take care. Bye. Bye. Home improvement, Carrie. Do it. Do it. Do it yourself. Or she's having her bathroom redone, doing the demolition. Um, and that now I want to get into that. I'm going to get up on my stump a little bit. There's smart demo and there's not smart demo. Basically, not smart means get, get a big sledgehammer and start wailing. Uh, and then there's a basement bathroom where you might have a bunch of electric in there, plumbing pipes, and you don't want to start wailing or, or swinging a big sledgehammer. So I call that smart demo. What Carrie's asking about is what I consider smart demolition. So you have to kind of think and uh, surgically, if you will, move through the demolition or dismantling of uh, cabinets and toilets and water lines. Uh, And I do advocate um, uh, removing uh, the materials and shutting off the water and the electric to that while you do that demolition, carry. So, uh, you know, why not? You can. It's easy to do. Uh, next up, let's see what's happening with my friend Ralph. Hey, Ralph, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX. How can I help you, my friend? Well, Scott, my thing is I got two toilets upstairs, one on the, uh, one on the main floor, one on a master bedroom, and the other one on the hall. The one in the master bedroom is used more than the one on the hall. The hall is maybe get used once a month or so. Yeah. And the tank is full of water, but the bowl and the water kind of goes down. And is that doing any harm to the toilet on the hall? No. No, it's not. It uh, Typically, the water this time of year, uh, Ralph, is probably evaporating out of the bowl uh, just from lack of use. Not a big deal, not a problem. So no okay, now, there's no water leaking out of the tank. 
It's just the water in the bowl drains down real low. Are you sure it's draining, or could it be evaporating? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Generally, um, they don't generally drain too much out of the bowl, but I will say this. uh, the, The problem that does occur with water that slowly goes down in a toilet bowl is it leaves behind a lime or mineral residue, Ralph. So, you know, I would take this opportunity to dump, you know, a quart or, you know, two quarts of regular household vinegar, slosh it around in there, because what happens is on a toilet that that sits with water and just doesn't get a lot of exercise, that mineral, you know, it's just a little bit of sand, a little lime from the water, regardless of where you live, and it'll over time stick to that portion of the bowl, and it's like a light sandpaper. Okay. so I, okay. I'm, I'm not too worried about your water draining out of there, but I am about, you know, having a little light deposit of lime. What I usually do is I just clean it and put the uh, Lysol uh, toilet bowl cleaner in and just leave it in there. And like I say, in the, some length of time, maybe 20 or 30 days or so, it'll go down. But like you said, it will leave that ring around there. Is, was that yeah. home to porcelain? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the and the Lysol, the disinfectant. This is different. Vinegar is kind of a low grade acid, and the acid will eat up the lime. So even I mean, you may have a spotlessly disinfected toilet, and still you can get that mineral deposit. And I I used to tell people, well, dump muriatic acid in there. One woman called up and said, you know, you're about to kill some people. Just let them dump some vinegar, just household vinegar in there for a dollar will work just as well. So, just pour it inside the bowl there, huh? Yeah, pour it, pour it inside the bowl. I, I do that. I, I do my little, you know, I do my uh, septic tank material. I dump it down there, and then later on I'll just dump some uh, vinegar down in the bowl, and I slosh it around with the same toilet tank brush that I use for cleaning the toilet, and I don't flush the toilet. I just let that vinegar eat, you know, and you just toilet smell or the bathroom smells like vinegar for a while and I leave that overnight and then I clean the toilet the next morning and you know the the porcelain is then you know slick as a whistle if you will okay thank you you bet Ralph good question my friend and I think it's just evaporating you know because it you know you run that furnace and you heat up that house in the winter time and that water goes away pretty quickly thanks Scott all right sir take care bye now Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, uh, you know, uh, on the website, on the Mosby website, callmosby.com, we've got the pros and cons of a walk-in shower, the walk-in shower, and this gets to accessibility. Uh, I don't know about any of you, are any of you, okay, we'll take a, we'll take a little, uh, you know, a survey. How many of you are getting younger? Hands up, please. Come on, you're, every day passes, you're getting younger and younger in sequential age. No. Okay, Uh, then maybe we could look ahead and plan for the future. Uh, We can look to our parents. We can look to some of our older friends. We can look to previous generations. You're probably going to need a little accessibility, mobility help as the years go by. Or if you're an athlete, you rounded second base, blew out a knee, an ankle, or an elbow, you learned really quickly just how friendly your house is or is not. So the point is, when it's time to put a shower in, start thinking about a zero-entry curbless or walk-in shower. Uh, they're a little bit harder, more costly to put in for sure than a standard curb, you know, step-up four-inch shower base. But the point is, you can find out more about that on the callmosby.com website. Scott Mosby Home Improvement, phone lines 314-436-7900, 8 
800-925-1120. We're going to come back for more just a little bit after this. We've got some great questions on the line, and you are going to be next here on KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. We're back together live and lively, middle of the country. Welcome to University of KMOX and the Helitech Home Improvement Show. We have some great questions and callers on the line. Next up, we're talking to my buddy, Kathy. Hey, Kathy, welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hello, Kathy. Are you there, my friend, Mon frere? Hello. Are you here? Yeah, there we go, Kathy. Sorry, okay. I'm button pushing. I look like I'm <laughs> trying to plug in. A, it's okay, so am I. You know? So, so, but there's a lady that called with the medicine cabinet situation, and I have a medicine cabinet that is uh, some, I don't know how old it is, but it's it's one of those where they used to use disposable razor blades, oh, yeah. and they and they drop the razor blades in the sides of it, so yes. it would go into like a holding thing. Well, um, no holding it, thing, it just drops in the wall there for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, and it sets in the wall, and it's got three. Uh, I believe it's three sections of mirror. For the you know for the front of it and so the the front of it um, is like 21 inches, I believe wide. Anyway, it sticks off on the wall. Just I think that she was talking about an insert. Anyway, I wanted to let her know if she's still listening that you know I have one available if you want to take my number or or have her call me or you know maybe she'll call back or who knows what. And but I didn't I didn't hear the whole thing about the medicine cabinet. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, let's put you on hold, and uh, would you mind sharing your phone number with Zach? And Not if she calls back, we'll uh, put you two together then, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Kathy, thank you. You're welcome. Bye now. And, and there's a good point from Kathy. Uh, for those of you that remember, this was a couple of things that are surprising, and it, it gets into the demolition of uh, Kathy doing, or Carrie doing her bathroom uh, remodel in the basement. Uh, and then medicine cabinets. There's a slot for putting your razor blades in. And, you know, it was fun. Uh, Kathy said, well, it goes into a storage or hole. There's no hole storage. It just falls into the stud space between the two by fours and the wall. And in the 60s, it would be plaster wall. In the 70s and 80s, it would be a drywall wall. And uh, some of the interesting things that we at Mosby Building Arts have found, uh, number one, one of our plumbers found a wedding ring. Uh, I mean, it, it's not our wedding ring, but the lady was... Uh, actually amazed that uh we came back and said is this your wedding ring and she said well sure it is i've been you know i've been you know really upset over the years i've been missing it for something like two years Uh, and actually went down and we were doing some plumbing maintenance and sure enough we pull up this wedding ring so we found a wedding ring um uh, we did the train cars at union station uh, about 20 years ago uh, for ed boyce those of you that know the innsbruck ed boyce uh, as we opened up some of those uh, very old um, uh, train cars as we were remodeling them for him uh, we found some toys, some cast metal uh, truck, fire truck that was in there. Apparently, it was very valuable. Uh, went to Ed, and Ed gave it to somebody, and one of his friends said, yeah, that's a pretty unique thing. So that we found. Um, uh, of course, we found the razor blades uh, and other things. Anyway, so we can talk about some of that. Uh, let's see what's happening with my friend Bob. Enough on that. Uh, Bob, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hello, Bob. Are you there with me now? Please listen to your phone and not your radio. They're seven yes. seconds apart. Yes, sir. How can I help, Bob? Okay, I have a big problem. Let me let me uh, give you a little bit of background. 
Okay. I live in a one of the tornado houses in the Sunset Hills area. Oh, okay. And it's been totally redone, was totally redone before I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a gutter problem. It's, it's, it, it's a long, low ranch. Okay. Uh, you can reach the, the, the gutters by a two-step stepladder anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I contracted some people last year to the gutters weren't working properly, and uh, there was water backing up under the eaves, and it created a, a problem. Uh, not, on, only in a porch area. And we got that corrected just fine, and we had uh, uh, six-inch oversized gutters and downspouts put on the house with one of those leaf filter systems, okay. and uh, it does not work. It it works in the front just fine. Now, to give you a little bit of background, the uh, the front of this house, well, the, the house is almost a square. It's, it's not a very steep roof, but it's a big roof, and it's a multiple valley roof. Oh. And uh, the... Uh, on the front of the house for for approximately 110 feet in length uh uh there are four downspouts okay. and we have no problem there at all on the back of the house same distance there are only two oh boy and uh now according to the contractor who uh, apparently has gone defunct since then. Uh, uh, his chart showed that the, that should handle the amount of water. By so, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it just simply does not. And uh, we have uh, in this a uh, hundred plus foot length. There's a. Uh, Three right angle right angle turns, yeah. and um, he put some uh, gutter guards in the corners on the front where they turn, and uh, all that did was just move the overflow to the end of the gutter guard. Bob, you need more downspouts. I can tell you that, and they need to go at strategic places every time you have a any kind of a joint that turns on a pipe or a gutter it reduces the capacity flow by approximately 15 to 20 percent so i agree with you 100 percent i i've got valleys you need a ton of downspouts and i'm guessing you're going to need more like four to six on the back where 110 feet that's a long drink of water literally bob yes it is and 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 as I say, uh, it's not a very steep roof, but it's a big roof because the house is darn near a perfect square. Now there's only gutters on the front and on the back. The ends okay. are 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 dormant, yeah. and uh, but and the problem is, uh, okay, on one side of the back, there is nowhere to put a gutter. Well, that's the problem. You still have to have the gut. I mean. The gutter and Mother Nature doesn't care whether you paved over it or have a garden or or drive or front door. They don't. 
Mother Nature doesn't care. The water has to go away, and it has to be. It has to have escape routes, which is a downspout, wherever right. they need to have them, and that's a problem. That's well, a it is a problem. problem. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm running out of time here, Bob. I need to move along here. Well, I need somebody who can come out and tell me what we need and how we're going to do it, and someone that'll stick with it because. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, that's just fine. You can you can say, well, this is going to work, but in, unless you get a nice big downpour of rain, yeah. you can't see if it works or not. Bob, call our company. We're in your neighborhood all the time. Um, we understand gutters and downspouts. Great. Uh, I'll and, do that. What's yeah, your number? Uh, 314-909-1800. 909 1800 yeah. I'm to the, the point time. where I don't care what it costs. I just <laughs> need, but I need somebody who will, you know, if you want it to rain, it won't rain. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to give you a bad answer because we're going to tell you where the downspouts need to be, and then there's going to be something in the way, and then you just start trying to figure out what the best way to skin that cat is. Well, I, I, I know about how you put diverters in a valley. Yeah. Well, still, this is, you may need downspouts near some of those valleys on, you know, within two, you just have to get the water off the roof. That's all there is to it. Right. And, but I, right, well, it was running into the door. Now it's running into a window. Yeah. Well, if you don't get it off the roof, it's going to pick a place to get off the roof. Bob, I'm going to have to get going here. Sorry. Give us a call. We can help. We will do. Thank you much, sir. All right. Thanks, Bob. Good luck, my friend. Uh, next up, let's see what's happening with Bruce. Hey, Bruce, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, my friend? Yeah, hey, Scott, thanks for taking my call. Kind of in line with what Bob was talking about there. I've got the downspouts uh, that, that go into, uh, you know, the four-inch round uh, corrugated plastic drain tile that carries it away from the house. Okay. Um, we had our, our roof done five or six years ago, so all those little fines that come off the shingles, I think, have, have come off of that and into the the corrugated as well as maybe some soil or something from from below into that how, is there a way to kind of roto-rooter that out or how would you how would you go about cleaning that out well that number corrugated? one I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of the corrugated for just this reason because the first thing it, it needs to make the water flow is deposits in those low little corrugations i'm a big fan of the white smooth pvc for just that reason the more and harder it rains the cleaner your pipes get versus the dirtier um, I, the way I do this um, on any kind of thing is start low tech, uh, pull the downspout out of that underground inlet and stuff a hose down it. And what you're trying to do is it'll back up, it'll be plugged from the top and then start at the other end and do the same thing. There is a uh, basically a pressure washer. You can get a sewer cleaner to come in and they basically have a pressure washer tip that goes on the end of their pressure washer and they bring it in on the bottom side uh we do this on sewer lines we do it on downspout drains but by the time you get finished paying for that you may have bought half of the new downspouts if you went with the pvc i'm just not a fan of that corrugated stuff it's just not not the right application in my opinion gotcha gotcha that's kind of what i've uh, researched and found out so those looks like those tips actually work well but unless uh, we want to just dig up that corrugated and put in the 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 PVC, like you said, 
Yeah, I, I, if I were you, I'd spend about an hour, maybe hour and a half, and if I didn't get it done, I'd start digging that stuff up because if I can't do normal customary homeowner maintenance in an hour, hour and a half and get a downspout drain clean, there's something wrong with that drain. And, you know, put in the right stuff and let Mother Nature work for you instead of against you. I hear you. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate the help. All right, Bruce. Thank you, my friend. Okay, next up, let's see if we can sneak Daryl in here. Hey, Daryl, got a minute. How can I help you, my friend? Let's well, go be brief, uh, I hope. Um, I'm looking for a replacement uh, heater and heating air conditioning. I'm wondering if there's any significant difference uh, between the different manufacturers, if you've had uh, experience uh, with that, or if it's pretty much uh, go by who gives you the, the best price with the hopefully certified installers to do it. Well, my answer on this, Daryl, is you're going to buy a relationship, so it's more important who you choose and then trust their choice of equipment because you and I are really not made to assess, you know, electronic devices. And everybody's got, you know, Chevy and Ford and all the brands have their models, so you just don't want the cheap entry level. You want to get up closer to the top end, and once you get into the better-made equipment and their engineering departments are trying to figure this out and help you, when you're buying on the upper half of products you're getting the benefits of their experience when you're buying on the lower half you're getting the benefits of how do we cheap this thing out to hit a price point so i'm more find a company you really like and buy them and then hold them accountable to the performance and the maintenance coming up later so thank you all right thank you hey folks stay tuned we've got retire ready coming up scott mosby here middle of the country thanks for joining me here on university of camo x